Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, and a glorious good afternoon to you on this cloudy, kind of rainy, overcast day here in ATL. (laughs) We thank and praise God that he has yet blessed us with another day and another opportunity to join with you in the airwaves. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and this is the It's Real radio talk show where we offer up real talk on real issues. Today, our topic is the art of rest. What does rest mean to you in the natural and in God? We talk about um, the importance of rest all the time. You know, it's a medical fact that the body requires rest, that You know, if you're just constantly going, 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 your body will get to a place at some point in time where it'll just shut down on you because the body requires rest. I know when we're young, we think we're invincible. We think that we can just continue to go, 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 go. Um, Maybe I'm speaking from my own experience, but most of those people that I was hanging out with when I was younger <laughs> was other than under that same mindset that, you know, we could just go. Um, in my BC days before Christ, it was party all night, hang out during the day. For me, I was a very, very, very young mother, so I was partying all night, getting a couple hours sleep, and then up and out and with my children and, you know, and then going to work and doing it over again. So, um, you know, the body did not get the required rest that it should have. And sometimes that can have a lasting impact on our lives. And I was really blessed, and I thank and praise God that he kept me during that time, that my body required very little rest. And I was that person, I don't know, some of you might be like me. I was nocturnal. I, I didn't, I, not only did I not 
feel that I required a lot of sleep. I just didn't sleep a lot at night. I was more energetic in the middle of the night, which was very strange. It was like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, that was my perfect house, go shopping, do various other tasks and chores, and I would be energized to do it. I grew up and lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, so I lived in a 24-hour setting um, where everything was open 24 hours. So literally I could go to the grocery store at 1 o'clock in the morning and do my shopping. I could go to the laundromat in the middle of the night and wash clothes. It was like my the city in which I grew up never slept. So it afforded me the opportunity to do things that way. I know all of our bodies run off of different clocks, um, and so therefore they require different types of rest at different times. I, when I lay down, um, normally it takes me a while to go to sleep, even at my age now. It's not like an automatic thing. I don't lay down, close my eyes, and whoop, I'm out. My husband is the exact opposite from me. He lays down, and I'm saying, seriously, before you could get the word sleep out of your mouth good, he is out. And that's one of the things that I've always seen about him, that, you know, he has absolutely no problem sleeping. When we travel together, he really doesn't like to fly. He was in the Air Force and did a lot of traveling um, back in during his tenure with them. And so now he is at a place where he really, he doesn't really care too much for travel. Um, but he does it for me, thank God. <laughs> But when we get on a plane, before that plane is up in the air and those wheels are tucked in, he sleeps. And he's going to sleep the whole trip. And then he'll wake up once we land when I wake him, you know, just because that's, hey, his way of doing it. So, you know, everybody's clock is different. Everybody is different. I have found now that I'm older, um, I do require a little more rest, Not still not like a lot of people. I know some people, if they don't get a full eight-hour sleep, they are crabby and grouchy and, and hard to get along with. That's, that's not my MO. Um, I do, I do kind of need at least about four hours a night, which is kind of my average. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, everybody's different. But what do we do? Um, to get to that place of rest. So when I say rest, I'm talking what what we were just talking about is sleep, which is one type of rest. But for for me, because I don't really sleep a lot, I, you know, um, I do still require rest. Like today has been a day of rest for me. You know, I'm a be transparent. I haven't gotten dressed all day. I just kind of laid around. I didn't even get up out of the bed until probably after 1 o'clock this afternoon. My mind was not, nor was I. Um, I I wasn't asleep, but I woke up, you know, first thing this morning. But my body and my mind still required me to just relax. You know, um, I watched different teachings and things on on my, my phone. Actually, I love the Word of God. I absolutely love it. And I love to just sit up and watch and um, worship experiences. Um, I love to get into that place of God with God. For me, that's rest. That's rest because during the week and on my job, I'm pulled in so many different 
directions, and I have so much pressure on me to perform, so to speak, to make sure everything is working properly, to make sure that people are on task, to constantly be monitoring what's going on. On top of that, I'm in ministry, so right now I'm in the midst of a 21 days of declaration for a strategic faith, you know, pointing our faith in the way that God would have us to, to point it. So I'm up at 645 doing Facebook Lives every morning. Um, I'm, I'm writing. I, I have a book that I'm trying to complete, so I'm writing. So my mind is constantly going. So for me to get into that place of rest is that place of stillness that, like I said, I just taking in worship taking in the word of God, taking in the presence of God, you know, laying there in worship, allowing tears to just wash my face, just in being engulfed in God's presence. That's my place of rest. Now, we're all different. We're all different. So I'm, I'm throwing it out there for you to kind of tap in and figure out what is your place of rest. Maybe for some of you your place of rest is crawled up on the couch with a good book. You know, maybe your place of rest is just watching a movie or what have you. But wherever your place of rest is, it is vital that you understand the need for that. Now, this coming up weekend, I got three different events I'm involved in. Uh, I've got, you know, nonstop things going on. So I won't have that opportunity to be in the place of rest that I was today. But I have to encourage myself as I'm encouraging you to when I have that opportunity to just relax, to do that. You know, we put ourselves under so much scrutiny and pressure to be on all the time. You know, you got this going on, you got that going on, um, especially if your life is like mine. Like I said, I've got, I've got a job. I've got a company aside from my job. So I've got a job. I've got a business that I'm running even from a distance. Um, I've got ministry. I've got family. I've got all these different things that are pulling at me the majority of my, my day. So to get to that place where I can just go saw and going, getting to that quiet place is very important. It is very, very important. So I want to encourage you to find your place of rest. And from time to time, take out, if it's no more than a day or two a month, and, and I, I'm not being facetious, if you're like me, that's about all you're going to get, okay, because there's so much going on with you. But take that day for yourself, especially mothers, fathers, you know, you're under um, pressure to provide for your families, to be there for your children, to be there for each other, you know, um, being in in relationship, in that that marital relationship, you're, you're always on as well to try to be that one for your spouse. Um, and then you have children, and so you want to be that good parent for your children. And then you may have elderly parents, so you got to be that good child for those parents. You know, there's so many different things that are going on in your life, and they're all tugging at you from different perspectives in life. So I'm, I'm here today really and truly to encourage you to find that place of rest. Now, that's in the natural 
That's in the natural. Your body will thank you for it. Your mind will thank you for it. But so will your spirit. And the reason why it is so important to your spirit, because you need to get into that quiet place where God ministered to you. I am a, a huge worshiper. I love to praise and to worship God because he has been so good to me, okay? And I mean that from the depths of my soul. But there has to be a place where I go into a quiet place with him that he ministers to me, that he refills me that he pours into me because I'm I'm on that constant giving out to others. So I have to be refreshed and refueled and have that time where he is pouring back into me. We empty ourselves out in the spirit. We empty ourselves out in the natural. We empty ourselves out mentally because you're always thinking and trying to to provide guidance and direction, not only for yourself but for your sphere of influence. All this year, our concentration has been preparing ourselves for prominence, preparing ourselves to rule and reign in our sphere of influence, taking on the seven mountains of influence and finding our place there and ruling in the mountain or mountains that God is calling us to. So if we're going to do that, even as leaders, we've got to find that time and find that place where we can retreat and God can refill and pour into us. I see it, I hear it all the time where pastors literally commit suicide. They, excuse me, take, get into that place of burnout. They get into that place of feeling they don't measure up. One of the main reasons that they go through that and then that, that is so difficult for them is as a leader, we don't take time to step back and be refueled. Leaders are constantly pouring themselves out, okay, in leadership. They're constantly leading and guiding and directing other people's lives. So it is vital. Please hear me. It is vital. This is real talk on real issues, okay? So we're tackling burnout right this moment. It is vital that you find your place of retreat. You find your place of stepping back, recognizing that you need rest in the Lord, okay? That is spiritually as well as physically. Now, let's kind of change horses for a moment and talk about the rest that is in God. There is a rest in God. And to understand that, even more closely, I'm going to encourage you. Something that I touched on yesterday in my teachings on the the in the midst of our 21 days of a strategic faith declarations. We talked about rest yesterday. I think that's probably why God led me just to a place of rest today. But at any rate, um, I want to encourage you to please read Hebrews three and four. It is really really important that we get a clear understanding of what the rest of God is. Okay, and how we enter in that, and it is not just after you die. Okay, you know you hear that all the time when someone passes away that oh they've entered into their rest. Yeah, okay, I want my rest on this side. I don't want to die to get my rest in God. 
Um, but if you read Hebrews 3 and 4, it teaches you about um, the rest of God and how you enter into that rest and how you can forfeit that rest, okay? It, it is through obedience, first and foremost, that we enter into the rest of God. It is subjecting ourselves to the leading, guiding, and directives of God in our lives that we enter into a rest of God. One of the things, um, let me find it for you, I believe it's the fourth chapter, maybe around nine, uh, yes, the four and nine, I'm reading, uh, what version is this, out of the New Living Translation. And and I know, you know, we, we're you're on the talk show, but um, today we're just going to kind of look at the word um, and, and dissect it a, uh, a bit. My co-hosts are, are kind of tied up at the moment, so you got me. You know, if you know me, I love to teach. <laughs> so um, Hebrews 4 and 9 says, so there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest has rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Now, excuse me, back in the third chapter of Hebrews, it talked about God being angry with the children of Israel and causing them to wander in the desert for 40 years. And not only that, in his anger, he took an oath and he said, you will never enter my place of rest. Starting at the seventh verse of Hebrews 3, it says, that's why the Holy Spirit says, today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them and said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Okay? Even the father understood and recognized or put that that edict out there for us how important a rest in him is. In Genesis 1, it talks about creation and how he created the heavens and the earth and man, and he created each thing on a specific day. And after that sixth day, after he had created man, it says on the seventh day, he rested. He rested. He was he had done what he had intended to do, and on that seventh day, he rested. <clears throat> Excuse me. And even when he gave the laws to Moses and to the children of Israel, one of those laws was to keep the Sabbath, the seventh day, as a day of rest, as a day of worship unto him, but also as a day of rest. So God has already put that mandate out there to explain and to show us how important rest is for us. Rest is vital to us. So we've got to get to that place in him where we understand the importance of rest in the natural 
and in the spiritual. In the natural, again, as we just talked about, it is for the regeneration of our body. Do you know, and if you have you ever noticed that when, you, when you're not feeling good, all you want to do is sleep? You want to get in the bed, you want to go to sleep. If you're battling a cold or the flu or, or some type of virus or whatever, what do you do? You sleep a lot. Why? Because it is during that time of sleep where the body is regenerating itself. It's revitalizing itself. And guess what? It is healing itself. I am a huge proponent of herbs. So I when and I everybody that knows me, if you get the sniffles, the first thing I'm gonna to say to you is grab some echinacea and golden seal, get you some zinc, um, get you some vitamin C, get you some B twelve, you know, load your body up with these things. Why? Because then you're giving your body something to fight that virus with. All right. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I tell people I don't do sickness. I decree and declare my divine healing, okay, in my body because I believe that if the word of God be true, then Christ said that he took stripes upon his back that I would be healed. So I don't have to walk in sickness, and I do not. In that's in the spiritual. In the natural, I put that in effect because I put things into my body to help my body stay healthy. All right, now I don't always eat the best of foods. I don't always, you know, ingest the right things into my system. But even in that, I still get to that place of detoxing. I know I need to, if I'm eating too many carbs and sugars and whatever, I need to get to a place of fasting and cleansing my system out, you know, because, I, and I can tell, because once I get to that place of, you know, I just want to eat, 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 you know, that I know my sugar level and my carbohydrate level in my system is high because it craves. When your carbs are high in your system and the sugars are high in your system, it makes your body crave food because it just can't get enough, okay, to satisfy that craving from that high uh, fructose, glucose, whatever it is that's, that's going on in your body. Now, I'm not an herbalologist, you know, um, not a doctor, or anything like that, but I do know my body, and I can tell when I get to that place. So then I know it's time to back up from the junk, you know, do a cleansing. I love salads, which is really a blessing for me. So when I get to that place, I overload myself with salads, which is easy for me, like I said, because I'm cleansing my body. But I also know that in my cleansing of my body, my body is needing to rest. So I, with the herbs and the detox and all of those things I'm putting into it, I'm giving my digestive system an opportunity to rest from overworking itself with the meats and all of those different things that we eat. Um, and I also, if I feel some type of bug coming on, then I'm putting the herbs in my system, and I'll take a day of rest, just as we were just talking about. And I will allow those herbs. I will. It's almost like overdosing on them. I'm going to take, you know, probably four doses of four 
pills each, you know, of of my echinacea and my golden seal and my B12 and my zinc and, and, and my vitamin C out four times a day and rest at the same time so that my body is ingesting what it needs to fight off whatever is trying to attack it and at the same time knowing that it is in that rest period that my body is able to fight off whatever it is that's trying to come at it. So you see rest in the natural is vital. It is vital to your health. Likewise, in the spirit, your rest in God is your obedience to him. So you you want it think of God. God, you are so good. The same way you're obedient when your body is calling for rest and you listen to it. You know your body. You know what it needs when it's crying out for these things. Likewise, your spirit, it cries out for the things of God. And so you have to walk in the obedience to God in that place of rest where you stop trying to make things happen and you rely on the leading, the guiding, and the direction of God to take you into the place where he's carrying you. We, um, in, we, we as people think that it is all on us to make things happen, and that's when we walk into that disobedience. Remember, we were just talking about the children of Israel and what that disobedience caused them. Think about it. It was, excuse me, when when Moses went up to the mountain and he was gone 40 days and God was carving out the Ten Commandments, they took it upon themselves not to wait patiently for the man of God to come back or to to follow after the the things of God, they decided that they were going to make a golden calf and worship it and act like, this was what really got me about that story, act like that that golden calf delivered them. Like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> you know, but it was in their disobedience that God said to them and made an oath to them, you will not enter into my rest. Why? Because they thought that they had to make something happen. And even Aaron, Moses' brother, the high priest, he went along with what they were saying and what they were doing. So it was all about their disobedience. Okay, that caused them not to enter into the things of God. So you can see the parallel. If you're obedient to when your body is telling you you need to rest and you need different things in it to make it whole, it's likewise in your spirit when you're hearing the voice of God saying, no, my child, come this way, do it this way, then you need to follow that so you can enter into the rest of God. Amen. So. Now, I see that my beautiful co-host, Ms. Tanya Roberts, has joined us, so I'm going to let her jump into this discussion since I know she's been sitting patiently for a few moments and listening. How are you today, my love? Hey, sis. I am awesome on this rainy day. I'm actually working today. It's like crazy. People are like all over the place. But I was listening to you, sis, um, and... uh, that was when you sent what the show would be about. I was like, wow, that's pretty difficult because I never even looked at it as resting in 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 your man, at, 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 you know, what I'm saying in your flesh, opposed mm-hmm. to resting in God. There is a big difference, mm-hmm. and the resting in God, I think, is the hardest part of them all to me, because we get anxious by that flesh. Um, we've been enduring for something so long, we're waiting on something so patiently. It's hard to rest in God, but it takes practice. Um, I tell people all the time, practice makes perfect. And if you learn how to do it, trust me, it's one of the best things you can do. 
when the Lord first allowed me to rest in him, sis, I didn't know what it was. I actually bust out in tears because I thought, oh, my Lord, I'm trying to be, I don't mean to be complacent or lazy. And I heard him say, you need to rest in me. Because, see, my wow. flesh was doing one thing and my spiritual man was feeling another. So he had to allow yeah. me to rest in him so I can receive the healing in my body that I needed, that at the time I didn't realize I needed. Mm. And I had to receive the word that he had coming to me, that I needed to hear him. Because, see, that's why I believe when they said that he created the heaven and earth on six days and on the seventh he rested. Not because he had to rest, but he had to do that to us because we are creatures by habit. We Just like some Mm -hmm. people do right now, they work themselves into a frenzy or they work themselves to death. And that literally mm-hmm. means to death. They drop dead. They're waiting mm-hmm. to retire. They didn't work so hard. They learned, never learned how to rest two and three jobs. And then they drop dead. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. we don't listen to, yeah. I heard, I heard, I t- we don't listen to our bodies. I heard you just say that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and mm-hmm. people really need to, because your body will tell you. It's almost like you sitting there yeah. running around, running around. And have you ever just sometimes sis go, I don't want water. So you'll drink milk, juice soda, everything you can find, but you realize you're not satisfied. Not until you drink water do you finally get, okay, I get it. My body was telling me I needed water. Not soda, not juice, not milk, but water. So I get that. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. That's good. You know what? You just said something so amazing when you said when you entered into God's rest, you didn't even know what it was. You know, that is, that's so real, Tam, that is so real. Most of us don't, you know, because we are so used to going all the time and doing all the time. We don't know how to step back and rest. We don't know how to rest physically. We don't know how to rest spiritually. We definitely don't know how to rest in God because we think that we've got to make it happen. If it's going to happen, we got to make it happen. That's, that's profound. You know, and I think more people um, need to hear that message to understand that it doesn't, you know, there is a difference in resting in God and being procrastinate. There's a huge difference. And like you said, being complacent, there's a huge difference in that. You know, when you rest in God, you recognize the hand of God on your life, and you don't move till he tells you to move. You don't do until he tells you to do, you know. Even you and I, you know, in DL, we talked last year about going back into the studio and doing this as a television show again because DL and I had done it a few years ago and talked about doing it again, and I was gung-ho and I was ready, and you guys were like, yeah, let's do this. But you know what? I had to step back and hear the voice of God in it. You know, because one thing he was like, you know, when you do it the next time, it's going to be on another level. So you can't just jump on it because you found a studio and it was real cheap, okay? No, I'm going to take you to a different level in this. So you don't move till I tell you to move, you know? So we have to get to that place where I'm not being complacent and I'm definitely not being lazy. I'm just going, okay, I, I can't do it until you tell me to do it. Sometimes we have the greatest of ideas and we even have them like, you know, written out and, and we, we can put the, the cross the T's and dot the I's and we're ready to move and God will say, not yet. Wait, wait. 
And it's hard because, you know, we're just ready. We're ready to go. Okay. It's, it's like that. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Come on. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. You know? And God has said, no, it's not time. It's not time. And to hear his voice and be obedient to his voice is key. And that's part of resting in him, being obedient, listening. You know, just because it sounds good and somebody else said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, it might be a good idea, but is it a God idea? Is it what God is calling you to in this hour? You know, what is, excuse me, what is he saying? And that's where we miss it. I still miss it, sis. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I just want to go. I see something I want, you know, because I'm still human. And it's like, okay, Daddy, I want that one. And he was like, no, that's not the one. No, but I want that one. <laughs> it's like, and his daddy said, no, but that's not the one. He just started going, no, but I want that one. It's like the kid in the store. You know, we've all seen the little, little toddler or, you know, kid in the store going, Mommy, I want this, and Mommy said no, and the child is falling all out because they want that until their mama pop them and say, get up and be quiet, <laughs> you know, because that's not good for you or that's not what I have for you right now, you know. But we have to learn how to get in that place in God and understand, okay, de- delay does not mean denial. If he says that's not the one I have for you, you have to step back and say, okay, give me the one you have for me because I know you've worked that one all out. And and that's a lesson that we have to learn in resting in him to the place where we get to a place of ease that if he says no to this, you're at ease about it. You're not frantic. You're not fretting, you're not worried, you're at ease. That's a place of rest, being at ease, because you know he said no good thing will he withhold from you. No good thing, all right? So if he's not going to withhold any good thing from you because you do love him, because you are a call according to his purpose, because you are obedient to him, then we know the place that he's taking you to and the journey and the path he has you on is going to turn out for your good and for his glory. So it's just a matter of getting in that place. And that's not even, that's not always easy. You would think rest would be easy. But I had said this at the top of the show I don't think you had gotten on yet, but I was talking about your brother. Your brother can lay down and he can go to sleep before you can just sleep out your mouth. He he just it's just you know my husband can go to sleep on a dime. I promise you. Whereas when I lay down, it takes a while for my mind to relax enough for me to go to sleep. So I think sometimes it's like that in the spirit where we're trying to get into that place of rest in God. Sometimes it takes a minute for us to recognize and understand, oh, okay, Daddy, you you, you want me just to calm down for a minute and let you be God, right? <laughs> let you do what it is that you do, you know? So I just, I think that, you know, like you said, it's it's progressive. It's a progressive place that we come to. You know what says? You can jump in. What, can you hear me? I can. Awesome. You know, something happened a couple of days ago when I was praying, and uh, I believe the Holy Spirit was ministering to my soul, and this is what I heard. When a woman is pregnant, 
no matter what she is. Well, I mean, you know, what color she is. When she's close to getting ready to have that baby, everybody know about that burst of energy. I don't know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It, it just comes out of nowhere because it's that nesting right. time. You try to, you're getting everything ready for that baby. If you watch the Wild mm-hmm. Kingdom, all the mama animals do it. They go out. While they're pregnant, they're looking for a den to put their cubs so they can be safe. They check their surroundings mm-hmm. and their environments. Hear me while I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. So lately I've been having this anxious, anxious feeling. And the word of God say, be anxious for nothing. But in all of our prayers and our supplications, given unto God in prayer. See, he gives us mm-hmm. everything in that Bible to tell us. And I'm thinking, anxious. Well, he said to me, the reason why you're, you're getting anxious and, you, and the reason why you're doing what you're doing, because you know that it's time for you to birth forth that vision that I have given you. Mm. So you're preparing mm. the ground for that blessing without you even knowing how. Mm. But I'm giving you everything you need to prepare that den for that blessing. Mm. See, what I'm trying to say is I believe, and I, I want to tell people this, because I, I, I use myself as the first partaker. A lot of reasons why I missed out on a lot of my promises from God. Just hear me what I'm saying. A lot of my blessings, because I was so anxious. I told the Lord, you're taking too long. I'm going to work it out myself and mm-hmm. uh, work it out for me. And and I don't care what that is, you guys. That could be a relationship, getting ready to get married. You're so, your spirit's telling you to wait, but you say, my biological click, the clock is ticking. I'm getting older now. Sometimes that's having mm-hmm. a baby. Lord, keep he, you won't get pregnant. But you why? Why, Lord? Why can't I get pregnant? Because he don't want you to have a 16-year-old that's out of control like Kenya's. He's trying to tell you. <laughs> you know, I tell people this very sincerely. It's a country song that says, thank God for unanswered prayers. Again, mm. You got to learn the difference. That's so something that you said that, sis, about the television show and about everything. Everything, we, if you remember, sis, a long time ago we went to a church. I, I believe you're going to notice this. We went to a church, you guys, and the minister was speak, speaking, and he said, feel free to ask questions. But I really wanted to get an understanding of something. So I held my hand up. I kept holding my hand up. So when they kept passing me, I said, excuse me. And the pastor looked at me and said, sister. Hold on a minute, because everything is in divine order. Well, at first I got my feelings hurt, because I thought, I don't get that. You know, because I came from a church, Bethany. We were allowed to ask questions and, and do things, and we were spoiled. So I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't learn divine order too well, because I, was, I came from a church that we were able to express ourselves probably differently than other churches would allow. But I will say this. It took me a long time to understand people, there is God's divine order. And when you wait, you get the fullness of God's blessings. When you get a hold, when you go ahead of him, you probably don't get any, or you get a counterfeit of what God was going to bless you with. So what I'm saying is rest in the Lord. I'm like you says, when I get off work, like when I get off today, I'm so hyper, you guys, it'll take me until about 11, 1130 to kind of calm down. And then sometimes I got to take mm-hmm. something. Because my mind don't shut off. Because, see, I'm thinking about tomorrow and the next day and this and that. When he tells us, mm-hmm. don't do it. But I mm-hmm. still do it. He tells us, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Let me see if it's your first for tomorrow's not. But I'm going to tell you something. You said something powerful. And we might have to do a show on this again. You got to know the difference between resting in yourself, being complacent, 
and then resting in God. See, when you rest in God, he gives you the strength to be able to do what you have to for the long haul. When I'm at work, people go, Miss Ken, you need to slow down. You're 54 years old, and you be running around here like faster than these 20-year-olds. How do you do it? Well, what I try to tell them is, when I, before I come to work, I pray and say, Lord, let me hide behind the cross. Let me decrease that you can increase in me because I can't do this without you. And when I slow down and I calm down and take a deep breath, when all heck seems like it's breaking, breaking the loose around the work and I look up and I see my manager over there having a fit and I see another supervisor having a fit and they wonder how can she still be so happy? How is she so calm? Because I've learned now, you guys, I didn't tell you I'm perfect, but I learned now to take a deep breath and rest in him and say, I need you because I, I won't be able to do this without you. I hope I kind of answered a little bit of it for somebody. Now, that's real, you know, and, and prayer is key. Like you said, you pray the night before, you know, you're preparing yourself. It's, I think that preparation is key to any and everything that God has for us, which is why the process, of getting us to the place where God would have us sometimes takes so long. If some, for some people, it's longer than others. But there's something in the preparation. I'll never forget um, many, many, many years ago, God showed me something. I was coming down the street. Um, really, I, I remember the exact spot. This is funny. But um, I was on Charleston, and there was this building being built, and he just brought my attention to it as I turned down this driveway to go to the grocery store, actually. And there was this deep, deep hole. And he says, you see how deep that hole is? And I said, yes. And he said, that's because they have to pour a very, very deep foundation to support the building. And that's what I'm doing in you. I'm building a deep, strong foundation to support where I'm taking you. And I didn't quite, it's like I heard it. I, You know how you kind of understand it? But now fast forward probably 20 years, and now I'm understanding it more and more. A lot of times, like I said, you think that your progression is slow or that you've been on the backside of the mountain for a very long time, but it's all been a process. Think about it. When Moses fled from Israel, or I'm sorry, when Moses fled from Egypt, he was on the backside of a mountain tending sheep for 40 years before God said, all right, now I want you to go back and set my people free. He had to learn how to be a righteous shepherd over those sheep before he, God would send him back to shepherd his people, you know? So it's like our progress, our, our, um, our process for some takes longer than others. You know, but nevertheless, you, you don't lose hope and that you still have to have that rest in God in that place of preparation. You know, I, I know, sis, you have been um, on your page um, talking about, you know, how good you feel and, and the different products and stuff that you're taking and it's making you feel really good. But it's, in the midst of that, you're also doing things to prepare your body you know, to get your body in a place of wellness and wholeness. So 
while you may be 54 and running around that store, but your body has been prepared to do what it is you're doing. So you are doing both sides of it. You're praying to prepare your spirit, your heart, and your, your, your soul for what God has called you to, but you're also in the natural making preparations in your body so your body is strong and can support where God has taken you. So I think that's crucial. I think that's crucial. Yes, it is, sis. Yes, it is. I tell people all the time, you know, um, with anything that you do, it doesn't matter if it's exercising or whatever. We all know it's about consistency. Um, It's no different. In order to have a closer walk with the is consistency and it's spending that time with him. See, a lot of people, you know, they think that it takes you, um, you know, some people may take longer than others, but I remember since when I was, you know, and been in customer service for so long, I have, and I know a couple uh, um, several times the Lord has given me a vision. I'm doing something different, but you got to hear this, you guys. So I'm waiting because he showed me in a vision long time ago that I was on a platform and I was speaking to a multitude of people. Well, of course, I'm looking for my platform, and I was also looking for my platform and to also speak to a multitude of people. And the reason why I'm telling everybody this is for this reason. I was so anxious, and I used to get my feelings hurt because I felt like that, um, wow, what is this going to happen? Finally, one day I was praying and I said to the Lord, what have I done? You told me, I know you showed me I was going to speak to a multitude of people. And I know you also showed me. And he said, but you have been speaking to a multitude of people. And I've had, I've had you on a platform. And I used to say, where? Where? And he said, when you work for Publix, you were speaking to a multitude of people. And that was a platform for me. When you're at Sam's Club, you speak to a multitude of people. See, a lot of us, you guys, we wait because we want to be in the pulpit before we do what God told us to do. You can't even Mm. minister to people outside your house. Then how are you going to be ready for the pulpit? Don't you know that he'll put you in situations on your job, situations when you go out in public, situations where you have to be able to minister to people? Well, if you're not bold enough to minister to people if you're in a grocery store, if you're not bold enough Mm. to minister to people if you're somewhere else, before you hit that platform, mm-hmm. then what makes you think mm-hmm. is any different than when you get on that platform? Then to me, sometimes, I'm just saying, sometimes it's not real. See, it's amazing to me, like you're saying, rest in the Lord. Let me tell you something. Women out there that are waiting for husbands, rest in the Lord, please. Don't be anxious mm-hmm. for anything. Because I, I, I think, sis, I don't know if I sent something to you on the Facebook. Somebody sent me something about the rib didn't fit, and I think I was talking about it on the show. And a lot of times the reason why the marriages and stuff are not working out, because you went ahead of God. He said, well, God Mm -hmm. is joined together. Let no man put us under. What you joined yourself together, anything can happen. So Mm -hmm. it is so important, so important to spend some time. Sometimes I don't even turn on the TV when I wake up in the morning. My husband got to have a TV on. That going, everything going, I'm like, how does he do that? In order for me to get my mind together, I don't want anything on. I got to be able to, you know right. I got to start it off time. a certain way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I wake up with my eyes open. I'm laying in bed. I'm putting on my armor before my feet hit the ground. Then when my feet mm-hmm. hit the ground, then I'm, I fall on my knees because then I got to girt myself up. 
Then I got to sit down mm-hmm. when I'm getting ready for work because then I got to kind of get my mind together of what I'm getting ready to go into yeah. the battle. So you, that's how I do. So what I'm going to tell everybody is this. Even when they fought thousands and thousands of men, God still gave them a point of rest. They had to re-dip their swords. They had to shine up their shields. They, you know what I'm trying to say? They had to patch up some, mm-hmm. some um, wounds and, uh, and, 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 and bury some of the dead. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then they went out and fought again. You know what I'm saying? But there is a time for everything. There's a time, time to celebrate. There's a time. That's why I love Ecclesiastics. There's a time for everything under the sun. Right, and he also right. told you there's a time to rest in him. So if you mm-hmm. don't know how, then you guys need to get on the page and call Ella Collette because I'm going to tell you she's the best one. You don't want to call me because y'all might be all over the place. I'm a little ADD. <laughs> okay. We'll be all having spinners on, on, on Ella Collette's page waiting for her to answer because you don't want me. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I will say it is such a blessing to truly wait and see what God's blessings will truly be. I'm mm-hmm. on right now. I'm on a job right now, and I'm anxious because I'm ready to go. And I know he told me this yeah. was only temporary. Now I'm ready to go. Yeah. So I almost mm-hmm. slipped because of, my, because of me, and I almost quit this job. And you got to hear this. I was riding, my, riding to work today because I was, I was feeling that moment. Lord, I'm ready to quit. You told me this wasn't temporary. You told me this was temporary, and I'm still at this place. And they are really getting on my nerves. And then mm. a sermon came on, and this is what he said. Let me tell you why we all look at things so differently. It's your perception of how you look at something. If you on a job, mm-hmm. you either can look at that job as being a blessing or a curse. This is where God wants me to minister. This is where God wants me because I'm still needed. If I'm still here, he's Mm -hmm. letting me know that I have not exceeded what he wanted me to exceed yet. And if I hold on a little bit longer, he's going to bless me. Here it is. He lets you know. He said, you can be in a marriage. I'm not going to lie to nobody. My husband got on my nerves so bad, and several times he do. He don't tell me how much I get on his. I just tell him how much he get on mine. Maybe that's probably what he needs to do. Then I can probably see it. Because he don't complain about me, I get a kind of, I get a little offbeat to think I'm a little perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm just joking. But all joking aside, you guys, you can look at your spouse or your mate as a blessing, or you can look at them as a curse. It's all your perception on life. But I will tell you this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. People are dropping dead out there, you guys. They're dropping dead because they think that they have all the answers. And they're dropping dead because you 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 got the job you always wanted, you got the relationship you always wanted, and now all of a sudden you're sick in your body because you didn't know how to rest in God. I just don't believe yeah. that God will bless you with abundance and then make you sick that you can't enjoy it. I just really believe that when you go through that channel, through Christ Jesus, that Holy Spirit, then everything he blesses you with will line up perfect so you can enjoy it. Today. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And and as you said, and it's, it's been documented that most illnesses are brought on because of that harboring, harboring of um, ill will and unforgiveness and um, anxiousness. You know, people have heart attacks because they put so much stress on their hearts, you know, worrying about this and worrying about that, you know. If we can get to that place of rest, you know, if we can just tell, I, I have a dear, 
dear, dear, one of my closest sisters in the Lord who is going through some things and was, you know, told that, you know, she was diagnosed with that dreaded C and, and whatever. And it was like, girl, I, and this is exactly what I told her. I said, you need to have a come to Jesus meeting with your family and you need to tell them time out because you have carried everybody else's mess cares and worries, and now you're in a place where it has affected your health, okay? And I would tell them straight out, you better get to know Jesus for yourself because guess what? I'm done, okay? I'm getting ready to go take care of me. I'm getting ready to get into that place with my father where he can heal my body, okay? And I ain't carrying all your burdens anymore. And I said, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Seriously. You know, (laughs) you got to get to that place. You yes. gotta get to that place. Yes. Come out. Yes. Cause guess yes. what? They're gonna yes. be going on skip to balloon, my darling. They're gonna shed a few tears, and you out of here. And life is gonna go on for them. And you don't worry yourself into an early grave. Not here. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Amen. I'm sorry. Amen. And, and you call it what you want to. You know, I don't care. But I mean that. I have a work for God to do. And my my I never stop being a mother, grandmother, great grandmother, and my babies know how much I love them. But they also know I will tell them in a heartbeat, no, mm-mm, and I ain't going to carry it. I'm not going to do it because you're grown, okay? I'm living the life before you. I'm doing my best to show you Jesus, okay? But I am not he, and I'm not going to carry it. Amen. I'm not going to do it. Amen. I'm not Amen. Do it. Amen. Now, I will fall Amen. on my knees and 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 fast and pray on your behalf anytime. But I'm not gonna carry your burden. You know, and you you are responsible for the choices and decisions you make the same way I'm responsible for mine. Amen. Amen. It. Amen. You know what? A lot of people says don't let go of it because they don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But don't nobody care mm-hmm. about hurting yours. You know, and I'm going to tell you, I, you know, yeah, it's the truth. It took me a long time, you guys. I, I remember I, I, I shared it many a times I had a mini stroke. You wake up for a whole month and you see in cross-eyed, it makes you wonder. Please hear me when I'm getting ready to say to you. You know, my kids, you know, you, 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 we have all have high expectations of what we feel like our kids should be and what they should do. Mm-hmm. But you need to let them go mm-hmm. and let God um, train them up how he going to train them up on their own. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. As a mother, you are to nurture them, love them, and care for them. God never told you to worry yourself to death trying to raise Man. them. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you're dead, they're going to cry for you for a while. Think about you probably That's all the it. time. But you gone. You And guess what? You ain't exactly. there to try to fix the form. They're going to have to fix it anyway. Hello? So. Hello? That's what I had to learn with my 16-year-old. Right now, you know what I'm saying, you guys? It's, it's painful when you love your children. It is. But I'm going to tell you something what I told the Lord. I don't know how to let go. You gave these babies to me. You gave me this nurturing spirit, this loving spirit, this kind spirit, and I'm grateful. But I don't know how to let go. How do I let it go? Because this is killing me. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't do anything. And let me tell you guys something. I called my mom. I was crying to my mom. My mom said, the Lord said you're going to have to let it go. And I said, I don't know how to let it go. She said, then tell them you don't know how to let it go. When Mm -hmm. I finally told the Lord I didn't know how to let it go, and I needed him to help me because it was not in his will for me to die like this. That's what I told Mm -hmm. the Lord. You didn't mean for my kids to take me out 
by their hands, by worrying me and stressing me out to death. One day, you guys, I woke up. It was so much peace on me. My daughter was cursing at me, calling me out my name and everything. And I just looked at her and smiled and walked off. This is my word for her now. Baby, you can come home. The door is always open to you. But the rules still stand. I ain't going to put up with it. Now, I will tell you this. That's your business if you want to go out in the streets and don't eat. I didn't tell you don't eat. You got a house full of, full of food. You can come home and eat. Okay. You got a bed. Now, if you want to live out on the streets, that's your business, not mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not responsible mm-hmm. for that because it comes to a time, you guys, listen to this. People become adults and they're responsible for their own actions, their mm-hmm. own sins. Let them go yeah. because I promise you this. If you let go and let God, they'll run back sooner mm-hmm. than they know because they realize they ain't as grown as they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And therein, when you woke up and had all that peace, you had entered into your rest in God because you let it go. You know, for me, it took Mother, it took Mother Atkinson to tell me, baby girl, you got to stop playing Holy Ghost. And I was like, Mother, I'm trying to play Holy Ghost. She said, yes, you are. She said, because every time something happened to one of them kids and you can't do something about it, you panic. You just stress. She said, you're not the Holy Ghost. And you're not supposed to take that role in their life. They got to find Jesus for themselves. Girl, it liberated me. <laughs> Promise you. It, I know it, it did. Me. Yes, it did. Because it did. you know, you know, my, you know, Mother Axon was both of our spiritual godmothers. I'm gonna tell you something. You know, she had a son at one point, and he is saved by the grace of God. We can shout on that as it is. And one of her children, Ooh, man, Jesus. he was. I, I thought he was gonna take her out. You know, he was cursing out, mm-hmm. calling her name, bamming on the door at 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When she let him in the house. He kept her up. She was going to the hospital, coming back. But finally one day, mm-hmm. finally one day she stopped. I was like, Mother, how can you do it? She said, because I mm-hmm. made up in my mind to give him back over to Jesus because the Lord had to tell me this. The Lord said, I gave him to you, but I have the mm-hmm. right anytime I want to to take him away. And if you mm-hmm. don't, I'll take them from you. That's when she left her hands up off of them and let God. And guess what? She's not here now, but I know she's in heaven smiling. Because one thing about it, baby, is I believe in my heart this. Whatever you pray and it's in God's permissive will, that prayer will always go answered. Not unanswered. Yeah. I believe he will answer it. Yeah. It may not happen in the yes, time that you think. See, my 16-year-old right now, she don't know. But you know what I told her? You may not like me, but I still love you, and I'm praying for you. And one day you're going to look up and be glad you had a praying mama. Because, see, my mama didn't know how to pray for me when I was your age. Now she knows how to pray for me now when I need her the most because I'm 54. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying that, Mm -hmm. you guys, for a reason. Because you probably go, what's 54? 54 is a lot when you look back on your life when you used to be 20 and didn't think you're going to make it to 50. Now you're 50 and you're looking, and trust me, when you get this age, life is going so fast. If you had brakes, you would put the brakes on it to slow it down because life is really Mm -hmm. going that fast. So all I'm going to tell everybody is this, love each other. Live life to a purpose and on purpose and know your purpose. And when you do that, life will work out for you. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And appreciate what you got. Appreciate if God is giving you a good wife or a good husband, you appreciate them. You know, you thank and praise God. Not one of us are perfect. Like you said, Tim, he's a blessing, okay, because he don't tell you about you, okay? 
we can look ourselves in the mirror and say, ooh, okay, because we can tell ourselves about us. We don't really want to hear it from somebody else. But if we are really honest, you know, when we look at ourselves and we think of how good God is and how he has covered our lives and our mistakes and our pitfalls, you know, it causes you to see the good in others and let go and let God, just like it causes you to say, well, baby, you might be out there doing your thing right now, but you know what? Just like your mama was out there doing her thing, God kept me. I'm going to believe God going to keep you, and I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> it's like, yes. You have to get to that place in God. You know, yeah, you got and, and to. Please hear us, please hear us, audience. We are not saying it's an easy transition because it's not. No. But you got to get no. there. You got to get Practice makes there. perfect. Practice makes perfect. Get to your place of rest in your Father. This has been a good show. I pray that it has blessed you guys. It's blessed me. I believe it's blessed my sister. You know, it's good. It's good to rest in the Lord. Because I promise, 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 can't nobody do you like Jesus. Okay? Can't no. nobody. Woo. Nobody. Mm, so, mm-hmm. amen and thank God. Well, sis, I guess we're, oh, you know what? We may not be on next Sunday because I've got another commitment at church, but um, we will see you in two weeks right back here, same God channel, same God time. We love you with the love of Christ. God bless you. Love you, sis. Love you, sis. Love you. Let's keep it real Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.